Hi, welcome to this Property Live podcast. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a property investor, coach, and mentor. Each week, my friends and I talk to inspirational people who are achieving life-changing results by investing in property. This week, I'm talking to Huss and Harpreet from Red Cedar Homes. Now, Huss and Harpreet are really only just starting out on their property adventure. In fact, they picked up the keys to their first two HMO conversions last week. And I happen to know that they've just picked up the keys to a third just after we recorded the episode with yet another deal currently in conveyancing. So in short, they have some serious momentum right now behind what they're doing. And you will really want to listen to them talk about the massive action that they've taken to get themselves to this point. Hassan Harpreet talked to us about how to build relationships in your investment area, the importance of having a clearly defined strategy, and the beauty of raising private finance if you want to scale. I can't wait for you to hear from this inspirational couple, so let's get going. Good morning. How are you doing? It's great to see you guys. Hi, Mark. Yeah, Thanks hi, Mark. for having us. Great yeah. to see you too. Excellent. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. I've been looking forward to catching up with you guys because I know you guys are doing some really awesome stuff. Um, and, and before we get into any of that, I think congratulations are in order, right? It's uh, picked up the keys to your first two deals on Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, we picked them up last week. Um, it's been um, it's been a, a bit of a long journey for one of those houses, but the other one went through really quickly and yeah, uh, yeah we're super excited yeah. to get going we got it over the line you six weeks celebrating this weekend were you pardon were you celebrating this weekend yeah we've had lots of celebrations with our boys <laughs> yeah, we've been them. um they're, they're very keen to know what we're doing so yes we've been celebrating with them yeah we'll be taking cool. them up to see the properties uh in a couple of weeks aren't we yeah yeah we're gonna yeah, show very okay. yeah that's good yeah we'll talk about that a little bit later in terms of how you're combining the the what what we know is you know sometimes a pretty tough slog um to try and get these deals across the line with family family life and how you might be integrating mm-hmm. the family into that because i think that's a hot topic for a lot of people that will be listening to this so um that's that's really interesting to get into but yeah tell us a little bit about those those first two deals then what 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 are they where are they and um, what are you hoping they're going to achieve well the properties themselves are quite similar we're going for quite a specific type of property we figured out um what works for us um they're they're four floor properties so they've got a basement um and they've got some sort of a loft conversion already done um and they're four bed properties at the moment and the plan is that they will both become hmos um one all on suite rooms one will be five bed and the other we're trying to get it to a six bed no no we'll get six beds out of it but Huss is very confident we're going, yeah, yeah. we're going to get those six beds Huss loves his loft conversions right he's gonna he's gonna find the space somewhere yeah, well, they'll be a good size as well they are i mean the the, yeah. the six bed property is a really generous property so yes okay. it, it will yeah. definitely happen um so yeah and they're they're, they're um where are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, well, we focused up north because yeah. that's kind of where our price point meets and, and the kind of return on investment is good. Yeah. Uh, we're around kind of the Sheffield, Leeds, yeah, yeah. that kind of area. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, the first one that came through was actually the last one that we offered on. And we got it over the line within six weeks with Christmas in the middle of that. Uh, yeah, because you... you... You you basically you you stacked a load in quick succession, didn't you? Because uh, and, and that's that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about because I, I know it may have felt like 
Um, you know, there was there was months and months of work that went into that and, and getting up to your investment area and trying to refine your strategy and all that side of things. But then was it how many did you do it? How many did you get secured in quick succession? We, we got three in a week, I think it was. Three consecutive days. Yeah, three consecutive yeah. days. And then so, yeah. we got a fourth just before Christmas, the week leading up to Christmas. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, so. so this is October um, the 2nd, actually. We yeah. got our first offer accepted. Then the third, we had another offer accepted. And the fourth, we had another offer accepted. And those and at that were point, were you, were you panicking at that point? Or? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, um, I think we're quite excited because yeah, we've been yeah. waiting for so long. Right. Exactly, because um, yeah. I've been working on one of them for a few months. Yeah. Um, just kind of trying to get the vendor on side because the vendor didn't really want to sell to investors. But then she understood where we were coming from. And... Um, one of them was an off-market deal that the agent brought to me because I've just yeah. been doing weekly trips and built a pretty decent relationship. And then the third one was um, one that had been on the market for a while, but nobody could actually go out to see it because they had COVID in the house and the tenants didn't actually, okay. were in there, didn't want anyone coming around. Yeah. So it was on the market, but they weren't taking viewing. So, But I yeah. just kept chasing yeah, we and battered then, then a I lot. Find, I finally got in to see it and offered, and yeah, yeah. it went to best and final in the end. Yeah, but um, yeah, the agent wow. kind of helped us out, and yeah, it worked out well. I think that's great because, in a sense, it's 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 not difficult to buy a property, right? Anybody could walk into a, no. an estate agent, put a pin in the board, and just say, right, I'll offer asking price or whatever you need me to offer in order to secure these properties. Bang, bang, bang! I've got three accepted, but that's not that's not what happened right these were things that you'd been working on for you know months or or had to un uncover off market deals so you know i think that this is a great um example of the kind of momentum that you can create because prior mm -hmm. to that you guys had spent months going up and down to your investment area. how long does it take you to get to your investment area four hours thereabouts Good. Yeah. Four hours yeah. each Four way. Hours. Four hours each, each way. way, yes. Yeah. 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 So that's a hell of a commitment. Um, and I know that you guys have been doing that for some time. And then to get the 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 reward for all your hard work in those three, that must have felt like, you know, real sort of uh, recognition for everything that you've been putting in. Yeah, it, it keeps you going. You ride that wave, yeah. don't you? I think. Yeah. Um and you you know, you you feel vindicated in what you've done. And in fact, yeah. three of these properties that we've got going through or have gone through um nobody else saw them we were the only ones that got in through the door and we made yeah. our offers we knew what offer we were going to make before we even saw these properties so what um, did you put that down to was that relationships that you'd built out in the field totally, totally. those yeah, agents was... um you kind of need them in your pocket i guess you know for want <laughs> of a better phrase um yeah. and we know them we know them really well we we remember things they tell us and then we follow up on those just bits about their personal life even yeah. um and now you know they they're emailing us now to say you know we want to do our other deals with you um yeah. which is lovely I, I think our plan is now to expand that net a bit further with other agents yeah some are more receptive than others yeah. um so yeah, we know which ones are really active in the area. So they're they're on our list. Once we've got these four underway, um, we'll be targeting those. I think. Yeah, but it's it's win-win, isn't it? You know, once you build that relationship, because yeah. at the end of the day, 
it takes time to, to craft that relationship because you know mm. they must get a lot of investors um you know knocking on the door as it were and it takes yeah. time for you to prove that you're credible and that you're serious but when when you manage to achieve that it's a win-win situation because they want to you know their business model revolves on churn doesn't it so they they want to be able to shift these these properties and get them sold and if you're a proven serious buyer in the area then there's a win-win for both i mean the great thing Absolutely. was that uh, when we completed on these, the agent said, look, as soon as we get something else like that in through the door, we'll be yeah. straight on the phone to you. Yeah. You know, they'll be on the phone to us before they even put it on the market. Yeah. So, you know, that relationship building, I think, was crucial. Yeah. And you just got to put the time in to do that. Yeah. yeah. And that you really know, does clear on your brief. Until that happens to you, you, you almost don't believe that it's going to happen, right? Like the number of times I've seen it where someone's had has slogged away and slogged away and, slogged and finally got their first offer accepted, a first deal across the line, and they get their second one within weeks or, in your case, hours. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. belief. I think it's self-belief. And the, the first one is definitely the hardest by far. Yeah. I, you know, And I know we've heard it lots of times, but it, that is so true. I think right. once yeah. that first one happens... You, you've just started something that's going to carry on and you, you just yeah. ride it really yeah, yeah. And i think yeah. just going through the process you grow in confidence and yes. like we almost we started by thinking oh let's do a buy to let just to cut our teeth on it because yeah. we knew we wanted to do hmos yeah and we need because we needed a, a a cash flowing model to sustain um our financial freedom yeah, yeah. And, and getting you know 20 30 buy to lets is going to take far too long yeah um but so we started on the buy to let model then we very quickly thought no we're not really happy with how the market is responding for that model yeah. so we we pivoted and then we looked at towards sa and hmo yeah and ended up settling on hmo after exploring the sa model for a little bit of time yeah, yeah. so we really hit the hit the hit the blocks on in july i think yeah um after going through that march april may june process mm. or yeah we actually finally do want to just settle on hmos and then yeah. we ran with it and yeah. then we just kind yeah. of motored but that there was a confidence growing process in those four months yeah you know we visited loads of agents you know we developed our spiel and and yeah. developed our, our approaches to the agents and yeah. yeah it was good it was really good yeah it was a learning curve and I think that's such an important message, isn't it, for anyone else who's looking to start out is the the time it takes to refine your strategy, be clear about what you're trying to achieve and not be too scattergun with your approach, because it sounds yeah. like you guys have once once you'd decided on the strategy that you were going to use to achieve your your goals, you, mm. you really sort of immersed yourself in learning that strategy and and building connections in the area you know as much as possible and yeah, that takes absolutely. time and effort doesn't it yeah i think i think our, the network we've created in our area yeah. is is just so valuable i think we've got yeah. this great lettings agent she's already on board um to work with us she's going to come and look at our properties um next week and you know sort of talk about what we might do what her tenants want yeah. um so we're really catering to our market and mm -hmm. um, we've got contracting we've got three contracting teams um, ready and waiting you know just uh, things like that having all of that in place gives you confidence and you can approach yeah. your deal with confidence then yeah absolutely and just don't, don't don't be afraid to like ask for recommendations on yeah. you know components of your power team that you need yeah. from the local letting agents and 
then you'll yeah. suss out who's good and who's not and who you who you're ready to work with because yeah. you you definitely work better with some people than others yeah so and there's got to be a good relationship there it's not just about yeah. cost at the end of the day yeah it's a great tip so tell me a little bit about if you don't mind me asking about financing because I know that we a lot of times I get asked the question, you know, we talk, we, we recommend that people are very active putting offers in. You have multiple offers out on properties at the same time. And one of the most common questions when people are just starting out is, well, what, what happens if I get multiple offers accepted at the same time? How on earth am I going to going to finance that? So and that did happen to you guys. So how are you financing these deals? Well, I mean, I think we're, we're in a great position in that. Um... We before we went into property, we've had sort of a couple of different careers going on. Yeah. Um, but we we owned a care home prior to going into property, and we we sold that at the height of COVID. Yeah. Um. So we had a little bit of money that we were happy to invest into property. Yeah. Um. Which is why that we needed. Which is yeah. why we needed a high sort of cash flow strategy yeah. because at the moment we're not working, and yeah. this is our full time job. Yeah. Um. But also we have we've been working really hard to raise angel investment to help finance these uh, yeah, yeah these refurbs yeah. so the properties we can do we're, we're getting um we've got lenders as well yeah. um um yes, and we've then done one cash deal yes. we've got three on lending yeah and then yeah. angel angel finance we've, to, we've managed to raise a, a fair amount of angel finance and we're still yeah. doing that actively yeah. just under half a million we've raised so far oh yeah. fantastic that's amazing so how has that been friends and family how have you gone about achieving that it is it is friends and family and it's just yeah. about being open and honest um yeah. about it and you know we talk about the fact that we we've got a true two-pronged approach we're doing property investment but also we're managing a property fund yeah. um and and that is what the angel investors need to know about which is the property yeah. fund um yeah. and then the, the deals are for us to worry about yeah um and actually it's it's you know we're thinking ahead to the point where when we pull the investors money back out and give them their their you know their their cream off the top yeah. um, and if they want to reinvest with us we're now thinking about pipelining other deals so that their money's being used yeah. all the time and not yeah. just sat there you're going to end up that situation where you're having to find deals to keep your investors happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great position to be in. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Amazing. Way. I mean, and that's come such a distance, hasn't it? You know, from from when you you guys first started out in terms of, um, and everybody's circumstances are different coming coming into property investment. And you know, like you guys, some people would say, well. You know that that's great because you had a, a pot of money that you you could use as a buffer but at yeah. the same time you guys had some some quite significant urgency around the fact that you weren't working and that you needed mm. to be able to to draw draw an income fairly quickly so yeah, that, well, that would have been would have been a challenge for you guys so yeah. you know everybody's circumstances are different and they all go into the melting pot and i think what's inspirational about your journey and your experience is that you didn't use that pot of money just as a kind of um, a comfort blanket and to just sit on that and and sort of you know draw your income from that until you know until such a time that that, that pot had been you know reduced to nothing instantly you were thinking about how to make that money work for you yeah yeah I mean um, it is it's important although it's lovely to have that pot of money there was a lot of graft in the 10 years building up to that of course you know yeah. I'm I'm a physio Harper, it was a teacher yeah uh, we made a decision that one of us was always going to be home with the kids so we yeah. decided from a financial point of view that we would take that hit um it 
became, we had an opportunity to buy a small care home uh, about in 2017. Yeah. 2016. And so, yeah, so we, we jumped on that. But, uh, you know, I was pulling 90 hour weeks. Yeah. And Harpreet was taking care of all the home stuff. And, you know, that was, that was for a long time we were doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before yeah. we ended up getting the, the, this kind of small pot that we could run with. Yeah. The, yeah. the ultimate goal was always to have a property portfolio generating that financial freedom figure. Yeah. yeah. This has been yeah. a goal now, for many, many years. To yeah. support retirement type planning. So, yeah. So, was, so property's always been on the radar for you guys then? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It was always going to be a, an avenue that we were going yeah. to explore and, and a stream of income that we wanted to, you know, get. Yeah. Well, we I think we became accidental sort of investors yeah. <laughs> back in 2011. That's when we first yeah. started yeah. doing this it. This is thanks to Harpreet's brilliance. Um, when we were just, you know, we were in a tiny sort of two up, two down house um, with yeah. our two boys and the neighbours wanted to, they wanted to sell quickly. So, and happened to just knock on our door and said, oh, you know, could we, did they know anybody? And I said, oh, yes, we will. Didn't have any money for it. Um, I said, yeah, we'll, we'll buy. And we just sort of put forward a price that was lower than what we'd pay for our own house. Yeah. And um, and then we just went and found the money um, and managed to do it. And that, you know, and that's sort of where we yeah. started off doing it, really. And then didn't grow because we were so busy with children and our jobs and whatnot yeah. um and then finally now we're here <laughs> doing yeah. it for real so you so you sort of instinctively followed the model to a certain yeah. degree you know yeah. uh, a few years yeah. ago before really sort of I guess ramping it up and, and turning it into a profession what what was the impetus to do that I guess obviously selling the care home and and needing to replace your income would have been a big driver a big push but what was it that gave you the confidence to really start scaling a portfolio i think we would thought about it for so long the conversations mm. have been happening for years to be honest yeah, and we yeah. just never felt i think it's that fear that you, you know you sort of alluded to anyway mark that most people have which is if we don't have a pot of cash how am i going to do this and i think that just always stopped us so although we kind of had a model back in 2011 without yeah. realizing it we didn't yeah. we didn't duplicate it yeah. Um, and felt we could only do it when we had the money. I think um, we were still in that mindset of you need to have loads and loads of capital of your own to do it in order to do it. Yeah. Um, and I, we were in that mindset for a long time. I mean, I think that's probably why we ended up doing the care home and just getting that pot of money there because we were still in that mindset at that point. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, we know that, you know, our money is obviously going to be invested into our property. So actually, yeah. we yeah. are going to be in that position at that point where yeah. we're not going to have our own pot. So we will be doing exactly what most people listening to this are going to be doing, which mm. is finding those deals where um, you can pull out all your money, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. and duplicate. Yeah. And sometimes having that pot of money can actually be a bit of a, a comfort blanket, right? Yeah. In, in yeah, terms yeah. of you could easily just have sunk that into two properties and two refurbs or, or one property and one refurb and we had conversation. there's no way yeah there's no way you'd have scaled quick enough right no. And, no. We, and we were going to do that it's only because we went out and got some education on it yeah, yeah. And, and we've approached it completely differently and having our mentorship as well yeah, yeah. um just completely changed the way that we looked at it like you just mentioned Mark, we were actually planning on cash purchase cash refurb then refinance so yeah. and we were going to do one at a time yeah. But what we recognised through getting education was that we can split our pot, we can yeah. get through and get angel environment, investment to do the refurbs. 
yeah. So that was a bit of a game changer for us. So that, that was a real revelation, and that's allowed us to really accelerate. Our... And then you then you recycle the pot of cash in nine months yeah. or so, and and yeah. go again, and just keep repeat, rinse and repeat that model. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. That, that is the plan. But at the same time, the more that you can prove that credibility and that track record is only going to increase your your position, your your attractiveness, if you like, to potential angel investors to expand that side of it. So. You know, yeah. there's 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 the opportunity to grow beyond that as well, isn't there? Yes, that's exactly it. That's it. Absolutely. So it should be onwards and upwards, I think. Hopefully. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So what what are your goals for for 2022? Obviously, you're gonna you've got your you've got your hands full um, with with a number of projects coming online. So what's your focus for this year? And and I guess what what is property all about for you? So I know. Obviously, you had the urgency of needing to replace your income or generate an income, but you could easily, I say easily, but in principle, you could have gone and got jobs and, you know, and, and done it that way. So what is property all about for you? What, what's your what's your big why and, 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 and what are you aiming for with all of this? Well, I think one of our one of our whys is our boys. We've got two boys um, yeah. aged 10 and 12. And I think that that's one of our key motivators, really, to keep doing what we're doing. Um, and they love it. They love learning about it. They love finding out what we're doing. Um, so it, it's it's for them to see what we're up to. Um, another one is I think we're kind of unemployable now. You know, yeah. we've we've not worked for anybody for a long time in a way. Um, yeah. So we kind of have to do something. And this is yeah. great. This is yeah. this is like a this is fun. You know, we have fun yeah. doing this. Yeah, and the veil has been lifted. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. um, you know, we all, when you have children, you you have plans for them, and you want the best for them. And if they choose to to go into their own thing, it would be nice to have something that we we can do and teach them about. Mm, yeah. Um. I think for me, one of the big things was time. Yeah. I um, you know, having in in the in private physio, you kind of need to be available before and after kind of working hours. So yeah. I was early starts, late finishes, you know, 14, 15 hour days. And yeah. it just wasn't a sustainable lifestyle. I was missing out on so much, mm. you know, with yeah. kids and things. And it was, it was for me, it was getting that time back and being yeah. able to, yeah. you know, have a better balance in terms of life and work, which yeah. uh, property is now affording us to be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's really exciting. I mean, you, you the, the, the path ahead must seem you know you've got you've got a lot of work to do still you know there's, there's a huge yeah, amount I mean really you're just starting out aren't you so there's a huge yeah. amount of um work still to get to bring these projects to fruition but at least you know the the the, the road to those objectives you've got a strategy you've got a route map you, you can see yeah. how that might map out now over the next sort of 12 to 18 months I guess yeah yeah, yeah. And it's very exciting being the yeah. captain of your own chip really yeah. you know it's it's a it's a lovely feeling mm. um and anything is possible you know we we can just wake up tomorrow and decide we want a new strategy and we start working on that put things in motion yeah um, and that's and we we set our own kpis and our, our own goalposts. and if they want to, if we want to move them we get to move them yeah um yeah. and that's great you know so yeah we, we've got you know big plans ahead that, that, that's yeah, what i love that's what I, I love about your your attitude. Oh, though, is, yeah, no, I just I just I'm just picking up on your attitude because I think it's brilliant. The fact that you guys um, are going into this now with the confidence that actually, um, you know, your 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 strategy is your strategy, 
But at the same time, if you need to pivot, if you need to adapt, you know you've got the resources, you know how to analyze an area, you know how to deploy you know, another strategy if the market changes. And really that, you know how to fund deals, you know, you know that, that you've got evidence now that, that money will come to the deal if the deal stacks. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, that, that's, that's true confidence, isn't it? It's not necessarily knowing that what you're doing right now is the solution and will always be the solution. It's knowing that I've got the resources and the team around me and everything else that if we need to pivot and adapt to different conditions as we go through, we can do that. Absolutely. And I, I think that's what business is about anyway, yeah. isn't it? It's adaptability yeah. uh, and flexibility. You have to evolve with the situation in front of you. And we know things can change very quickly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And um, I think we're very aware that we need we want to diversify our portfolio anyway. I think yeah. it would be wise to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely on the cards. Yeah. I think Harpreet wants to be more aggressive than me. I kind of, I like this HMO model. I'd like yeah. to push this for the next couple yeah. of years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got four going through. Well, one's still in conveyancing. One we should hopefully complete on this week and the two we've already purchased. I'd like to, I'd like to get those refurbs done and have them cash flowing by summer. Um, that's my tar- That's my target. And then I'd like to probably get another four this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. To then do again and then just rinse and repeat. But yeah. Harpy is is excited about moving on to the next strategy. I'm so, quite yeah, excited so, about commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, who who does what in your team then? Well, how, how do you guys team up? What are your strengths? Well, Harper started doing social media stuff. Yes, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Lots. Yeah, she got her little gimbal toy <laughs> the other day. Um, <laughs> so so I'm learning about everywhere. social media, and yeah. um, I do a lot of the processes behind the scenes, um, and just making sure things are in place and keeping us organised. Um, and I, I talk to the agents a lot. I do a lot of that. Yeah. And who's you're more sort of now? This is where who's is doing I'm, a lot of it. Yeah, I'm usually the the finance and I communicate with all the different teams and to make sure that the project is going to run smoothly. So I'm in communication with all the builders, contractors, you know, all the surveyors, everyone. So that's, that's my role now. Yeah. Uh, So that, that dovetails quite nicely then. And what about involving the family? Cause you alluded to that at the, at the start of the, the, uh, the call. So, you know, how, how have the, the, the kids taken to what you're, what you're doing? Do you try and actively involve them? Um, what, what's your approach to that? Yeah, they're definitely very interested in what we're doing. They, they're keen to know and they celebrate our wins with us. You know, they're very excited. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take them up. We haven't taken them up on any of our visits because they're always at school when we go. Yeah. Um, and we're very lucky to have family watch the boys when we're not here. But um, in the half term, they're going to come up and see if we've got third one through as well. By then, they'll, they'll come and see all three properties mm-hmm. and they can, they can watch us talking to contractors um, yeah. and whatnot. And then we'll take them when they're done so they get to see a before and after. Um, and it'll be nice to involve them Mm, the the eldest one's really interested in the numbers side of things yeah he loves it yeah yeah he likes his numbers (laughs) and all you need to do is train the uh, the younger one up on the social media and then you've got a complete team he wants to be a youtuber so i'm sure he'd love (laughs) that yeah Yeah. they all want to be youtubers don't they um but yeah the young our younger one he's quite entrepreneurial so i think he's gonna love seeing all of this he's got all sorts of ideas for the future So this podcast is um, obviously about celebrating success. It's about inspiring people, but it's also about warts and all. And it's about, you know, the fact that this isn't easy and you guys are doing absolutely amazing stuff. But I know that it hasn't been 
uh, all plain sailing for you guys. So what about some of the challenges that you've faced, either with specific deals or, or just generally trying to get those deals across the line? What, what, have, what are some of the hurdles that you've experienced along the way so far? Well, initially, I think it was belief believing that you're going to actually get somewhere because it's hard yeah. you know it's hard to find the deals and everybody's looking for the deals you know you're not the mm. only one you've identified an area lots of other people will have as well yeah. um and it, it's getting your foot in that door and making sure that, that you know you you just feel the deals are always going to somebody else and yeah. you can get many many no's before you get yeah. that yes yeah. Um, so that was probably our biggest challenge, I'd say. Yeah, getting getting the agent's confidence, I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they have investors come through their doors all the time. Yeah. But I think uh, as we consistently went through the door every time, it was a it was a friendlier hello. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, we've got this on the book, so this might work, you know. Mm. So that was definitely uh, a, a big hurdle to overcome. Yeah, yeah. And being really crystal on your goal. I think crystal on your goal and then crystal on your strategy. I think that really helped us run with it as well. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. a little bit, like you said earlier, Mark, a bit scattergun. Yeah. With, you know, thinking, oh, let's do buy to let just to trying to test it out and then maybe do it. But no, as soon as we got clear with our strategy, yeah, then we could run with it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're going, I think we're going to have other challenges now because it's obviously we're going to be managing three, potentially four refurbs at the same time. So it's yeah. the logistics of that. Um, yeah. and, and we're not, you know, we haven't done one yet where mm -hmm. we've made our mistakes and learned from them. So we're potentially going to be making the same mistake four times, yeah. <laughs> potentially. No. So well, I how, think are you, how are you doing that? Have you got four separate build teams or what, what have you got organised for that? Well, we think we're going to have three running in parallel because um, okay. the fourth one is probably going to complete in a couple of months. So that's yeah. good. I think we're happy with that. Um, yeah. And yes, we have got three teams and we're happy to try out three because I think yeah, yeah. once we've tried three out and seen mm. who we work well with and who we yeah. we think, you know, we'd like to yeah. try in the future, keep going in the future, mm. that's who we'll use. Yeah, we use one one team that's quite expensive um, yeah. and we're going to use that as a learning tool as well. Yeah. Uh, one team that's quite new, but we've we've been around one of the HMOs that they've done recently and they've actually done it to quite yeah. a high standard and they, yeah. they know the regulations. So... Yeah. yeah, I'm pleased to take them on board. And then we've got another team we could probably do two at the same time. Yeah. So they've got oh. a slightly larger contractor um, okay. base. So, yeah. And what I don't, I can't remember exactly where you landed with this, but from memory, one of your deals wasn't entirely straightforward in getting the offer accepted, was it? Didn't you have to do something creative with regards end of tax year for the seller? Something oh, yeah. to do with, with that? How did that land yeah, in the end? Was, I, I thought that was a really interesting one when you told me about that. Yeah, so this is this is the six-bed one that you're referring to, yeah. Mark. And, yeah, the, so the seller was obviously looking at his own personal tax and he didn't want to go over a certain amount in mm. terms of the how much he sold it for Yeah, uh, because he wanted to wait till April. Yeah. And what we did was, because it was such a good property and we know it's going to work well uh, yeah. as a cash-flowing business, um, we offered him the extra amount that he was going to have to fork up in terms of his personal tax. Yeah. So we offered him a little bit more, but we know yeah. we're going to get it out on the back end. Yeah. We need. We knew we needed to secure that property before anybody else saw it. Because everyone, basically. all the investors are going yeah. for it. Yeah. And I think. I think that's really interesting, and and that's why I wanted to ask you about that because sometimes it's, it's all about knowing. You know, knowing what your options are, knowing that. 
um, there are there are different different ways to approach this, different strategies that you can you can deploy. And being sometimes having that knowledge allows you to be a little bit more creative. And that might be the difference between you getting the deal when someone else doesn't know some of those options and, and doesn't get the deal. And as long as it stacks for you, as long as you know that the, the numbers work, then and that's why. You know, I don't like, for example, I don't like the, the term below market value because at the end of the day, a property is worth what someone's willing to pay for it. And mm -hmm. what you're willing to pay for it might be very different to what someone else is willing to pay for it. And quite often we're on the we're on the lower end of that. Right. We're putting offers in because that's what it's worth to us as a business. But in reality, there might be first time buyers or or, or less sophisticated investors who will pay more for the property. But in this case, you knew that actually it was worth that little bit more to you because of the, the cash flow that you're going to achieve from that property over the next years, potentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the extra we paid, I can't even remember what it was now, but probably within three months, we will have made that back anyway of, of it yeah. being rented out. So it, yeah. And we know that if, and in fact, the agent told us when we went to pick up the keys, she said, you know, she's had, she'd had to fight really hard to stop anybody else going in to see it she kept it yeah. for us yeah um, and she had phone calls all right up to the day we completed asking about it so we're yeah. we're glad that we we sort of went in higher yeah and he was the one that actually wanted to really push it through quickly that's the one we got over the line in six weeks yeah yeah even yeah. though christmas was in the middle so and that was with lending yeah so yeah and i, and I guess with your strategy it's slightly different as well isn't it in that um you know, we 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 talk a lot about making money when you buy, but for mm -hmm. you guys, it's knowing that the value is in the conversion, the fact that you're turning a property from a from a residential house into an HMO, so into a higher cash flowing strategy. That's where you're going to get your uplift and and your value, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They, they should hopefully, you know, the, the value of the property should be a lot higher. Yeah. If we've done our numbers right, which we think we have, yeah. Um, yeah. it should be worth a lot more by the end. Um, yeah. And the, the portfolio itself should grow, which is great. Fab. So lastly then, so what is one piece of advice that you would give? I know so it's been really refreshing to talk to you guys because you, you are so, I know it might not feel like it because, you you know, there's been a huge amount of work that's put into to getting to the point you're at now. But in the grand scheme of things, you're 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 really very early on in your your mm. property journey. And it's going to be yeah. really exciting to sort of check in with you guys and, and revisit that as, as you go through. But what's one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is is literally just starting out? So is where you were maybe, I don't know, a year ago, 18 months ago, looking at actually taking this seriously and starting in property as a business what would you tell them at this stage well a couple of bits one get some education i think yeah. it's great it's great in yes in terms of learning it's great but also you develop a network and that's so important yeah. um and two i think just get out there i know you know there are so many of us who would just sit behind a screen and look online but actually yeah. until you get out there and you start meeting people you and you learn something through every single interaction without a doubt yeah. Um, yeah. and I think if, until you do that you're just not going to learn at yeah. nearly the same yeah. rate I'd like to yeah, add to that I think being very very clear on your goal looking at yeah. where you are in your life in terms of what your kind of strengths are and what where your kind of areas are that you need to develop yeah knowing what resources you have available to you in, immediately at that time yeah and then actually getting really clear on your goal yeah because from there then your strategy will come yes 
Yeah. And once you're clear on those two, then you can really motor with it. And the no's yeah. don't seem that big that, that then because yeah. you're clear on your strategy and you yeah. just know that you just sort of keep volume going. Yeah. So I think that that, that was yeah. very, very crucial for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great, great, great advice. And I think it all just falls into place, doesn't it? When you've got that really strong vision, that really clear idea of what you're trying to achieve, then like you say, to a certain extent, the rest kind of falls in in place behind that. So I, I think that's really good, really good advice for anybody starting out. And uh, uh, But those two things combined, right? Because just, just, just dreaming it and and just having this this yeah. these aspirations you've got to go out there you've got to take the action you can't do this don't get me wrong there's a, there's a lot of due diligence that can be done from a laptop but but you can't do this just sat on right move you know you need yeah. to be getting out there building those relationships and you guys are testament to that because that's in essence how you've created the momentum that you've created right yeah totally those relationships with others you know people in your network people in your in the agency wherever it might be they're invaluable um yeah. and you need them you need them as you're going yeah. ahead absolutely yeah yeah well has harpreet it's been an absolute joy talking to you like i said i'm i'm you know already gonna uh, schedule in the calendar a chance to catch up with you guys again later <laughs> in the year because i'm sure all our listeners are going to want to hear how you're getting on and how these projects have, have, have spooled up for you. So, you know, it's really, really exciting few months ahead for you guys. Um, Harpreet, you mentioned social media. I'm going to put you on the spot here then. So how do people get in touch with you? So if they want to follow your journey, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, probably Instagram. I'm on there. It's Harpreet underscore red dot cedar dot homes um so they can find me and i'll be popping all our updates on there so they can Excellent. do that you pass the test the number of people that can't remember their instagram handles i don't think i know mine actually but uh, yeah we'll pop it in the show notes as well so people have got that because i know there will 100 percent be people you know who are really keen to follow what you're up to and potentially reach out to you guys as well so we'll we'll, we'll pop all that in the notes but yeah, yeah absolute joy to talk to you guys great Thank to catch you. up Great to hear about all the stuff that you've been up to, and I will speak to you again soon. Yeah, Thanks for your time, Mark. Mark. Take See care. You. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Hassan Harpreet. Some real inspiration for anybody just starting out, particularly if you're struggling to get that first deal across the line. I, for one, will be watching their progress with real interest, and I can't wait to check in with them again on the podcast in a few months' time for an update on their progress. As well as checking out Red Cedar Homes on social media, why not also head on over to the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook, where you can connect with Hassan Harpreet, myself, and all of our previous podcast guests and hosts who are actively sharing best practice, supporting each other, and celebrating in each other's successes. If you're new to property investment, then this community is a great place to start. Please like and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you do get a minute to leave us a quick review, that would mean a lot. And it will also help other people to discover the podcast too. Thanks again for listening. And I will catch you on the next episode.